0: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Happy New Year to everybody. Well, I like the way that we started out this first trading day of twenty twenty with some green on the screen for the grains. We'll talk about that, the livestock, an impending USDA report. How important is it gonna be? We're gonna get all the details today. As PJ Conrad joins us with trade us, I almost said PJ Fleck. <laughs> You know, because we were talking Minnesota football before we started the, the now final bell. So, PJ Conrad is joining us here in studio, and I should remind folks that, of course, we are broadcasting today from the Nebraska Soybean Board Studio, which is brought to you by the Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoffs. So, a good way to start 2020, first trading day of the year, and to have some positive numbers in the market.
1: Yeah, you know, all, all good things so far, anyways. Uh, to start 2020, yeah, I think you're seeing some probably fresh money flow into the markets and funds continually... Uh, Shedding those long positions going or shedding their short positions going into this USDA report uh, next Friday and also the the impending uh, China trade deal signed the 15th. So there's a lot of positivity or a lot of things, I guess, moving into the next two weeks that you'd argue are downsides fairly limited. Um, As far as upside goes, I guess that's the million dollar question, correct? Of of how high can this thing run? Um, Biggest thing basis have, we're kind of hitting a sweet spot here. Basis is strong. You know, we're seeing some uh, a lot of low unders to you know even basis to slight overs in spots, and with the cash price where it's at now, with futures being you know either side of 390, you know, you're 385 to 395 uh, cash type prices, which you can't argue with that. You can be upset and think maybe the USDA isn't given us the full scope yet, and maybe we'll get something come next Friday that changes yield and takes futures off. But I think you really got to step back and if you objectively look at this and say the last four years probably, uh, this time of year we're get happy to get 360 type cash numbers and we're about 20 or 30 cents higher. So it's all working out, even maybe not in the form though that the uh, American farmer would want to see as far as just a, a straight futures rally, but a combination of the futures and basis has definitely made things a lot more attractive.
0: Let's look at that USDA report. It comes out a week from tomorrow. How much faith, how much can we take into this report knowing we're coming off of a holiday we know that there's still crops in the field though i did see christmas day some combining going on via social media but looking at that numbers how important is this report
1: it's obviously a big one i mean it it typically is going to have the ability to swing the market one way or another and it sets the tone somewhat moving into the rest of the year um you know the issues are is how much corn is out there and how much has not been harvested and how does the usda do that are they i mean they're called that on farm stocks if i'm to be corrected but how do you really put a number on that in today's world i think that's the issue is is even for them to change it lower which i think would be a worth basis is where it's at would be a a right thing to do potentially but i would say even to do that it's hard because you're just really throwing darts at it so you're asking the usda to to try to make a, a big move or a big change when i think in their mind they don't want to rock the markets either one way or another they just want things to kind of go off as status quo so you know, Maybe you get some adjustments lower. I mean, maybe nice to see like that feed usage number go up with the amount of cattle we have on feed. I think there's some things there they could probably change from a demand standpoint and also tweak the supply a little bit. But I've been wrong 100 times before, but I hate to say I don't think we're going to see any big move here. I mean, it's just the way the last five reports have been. There's nothing out there to think now that they're going to change things to the positive and really rally this market.
0: Probably more pressure is going to come on that March planning intentions report.
1: Yeah, and that's the I think everyone has in the back of their mind too. So, so seeing this rally in beans at 980, uh, new crop beans, give or take. I mean, that's huge. If we can get that closer to 10 bucks, you kind of hopefully put yourself in a situation where there's an acre battle. Where right now, uh, you know, prior to the last two weeks, we really haven't had that conversation of acre battle, and a lot of people are talking. You know, 95 plus million acres of corn. Well, you know, what? what is the sweet spot there? And if beans get to 10, 10, 20, does that really start pushing people to beans? I mean, that's that's probably the bigger thing. You, you hate to roll into that March report. And it seems like, too, and I'm not a, a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, but it just seems like everyone's kind of the side of the boat that's saying there's going to be a ton of corn acres planted. And inevitably there will be, but it doesn't ever seem to be that easy to just go say, I'm going to go sell a bunch of corn at 405 and, and forget about it because we're going to plant all these acres and corn prices and go down. So there's going to be something out there that, that gives us a rally. And maybe it's China buying ethanol. Maybe it's China buying more beans. But uh, just kind of reading some stuff on the export side of things, I do think our demand was slow already. And in, in, outside of China really doing something big, there's not a lot of reasons for it to pick up a ton either, because a lot of these countries kind of front-loaded their abilities to buy stuff early in the year, not knowing what the U.S. crop was.
0: Yeah, you, know, you started talking about the, the the planting potentials and the acre wars, and for us up here north in the upper north, it's like oh, we've got plenty of time before that's going to happen. But when you look at areas of Texas, Louisiana, they're not very far off. They're probably working on planters as we speak.
1: No, it's crazy to think. You know, it's always fun. You flip to the new year, you always have different things you want to accomplish. But you look at this year, we're we're you know nice weather now, but we're ninety days away from potentially getting the field and doing some field work too, and with the last year we can look back and curse 2019 but i think you gotta look back and say what did i learn from 2019 you know if i have another wet spring again what can i do what i learned from last year that i could maybe change this year and some of that stuff's out of your control but some of that stuff you probably look back and say you know i guess if i would have done this or this things might have been a little bit smoother you know we could probably wouldn't went without that snow last week but is what it is moisture is moisture and we don't need much more of it but we are also been seasonably warm here to start January and in December, so hopefully that can continue and, and maybe a little bit drier pattern I think wouldn't hurt anyone's feelings either.
0: Oh, very much so. As we look ahead, uh, basis numbers, we're going to talk just quickly about this before we go to commercial break, but are we going to see basis stay where it's been?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think my gut reaction tells me here in the short term you can see things back, back up just solely to the fact of guys corning the bends and futures price being where it's at. But I still think longer term this thing only continually gets better which would just echo the fact that maybe we have a supply issue out there. It's just a matter of it actually coming out in the form of a number.
0: All right. Well, stick around, folks. We do have more coming up here on the Fontenelle Final Bell. We'll talk about ethanol markets versus the basis, and we'll look at livestock happenings as well. It is the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Royal Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontanelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as PJ Conrad continues to join us. Let's talk the ethanol market. We know that China in this 2020 is looking to to ramp up their purchases. It'd be nice if those purchases came from the U.S., but that kind of leads into the ethanol market here in the States. Uh, Basis elevators are paying a nice basis, whereas the ethanol market's trying to compete and maybe can't do that because they're in the red in some areas. How's this whole picture going to work out?
1: You know, I think they're buying enough. Margins are probably better or, or not as negative as what they were, say, this summer when you saw things. Even though their basis was strong, they're going to buy enough to keep things going, but probably not enough to really go crazy with it. I mean, the biggest deal is this rail market's remained very strong. And so you're seeing a lot of spot corn. Ethanol's really kind of changed things that way, I guess, in the fact of our spot markets are a lot stronger all the time now. And you don't see ethanol going out trying to book stuff two or three months down the road they're more trying to fulfill their needs in the front end here and hopefully basis backs off enough where they can get something bought cheaper from a basis aspect. Um, these elevators though, you know, really now we're going on probably about two years of them being able to go kind of fist to fist with the ethanol plants and not that they're, I mean, they're fighting over bushels. It's not, not that they hate each other, but it's, it is good. Competition creates good things for everybody. And so I think although these ethanol plants like to buy it cheaper, they also have to be a part of the market. So I, I, you know, and there's no, nothing wrong with going to talk to your ethanol buyer and say, hey, my, my local elevator is X. It cost me Y to get there. And if you want the corn, here's what the basis has to be. And, and if he wants it at that price, he wants it at that price. But those are the kind of conversations we're having with some ethanol plants and also trying to package some stuff together and see what's out there. You're seeing a lot of people core bins right now. So the next 30 days, I'd say ethanol's probably got their fix and their fill for now. We get Feb March though. I think things are gonna get more and more interesting, especially if we were to run any bad weather, which we've been pretty fortunate this year outside about five days. So, ethanol's remain in the game. I think there's a lot of times they'd like to be about ten cents cheaper and get basis. I, I one one buyer did tell me say I'd like to get basis back to a uh, normal levels, and we both kind of laugh like what is normal levels? So yeah, you know the last five years of uh, twenty has probably been a more of a normal Jan Feb March type value, and we're you know five under to. Five over depending on the location right now, so take that 15 cents and take advantage of it. I don't know if you want to go crazy with it, but at least uh, get your cash flow needs, or whatever else and, and if you really need to move everything now for some reason, I, I don't think going and buying the board here is a good idea, but inevitably there's going to be a pullback at some point. things don't run straight up and we've had a good 20 cent rally really in corn futures. so biggest thing is don't get caught up in all the China stuff, although it is very encouraging and positive. It's probably not uh, rip your face off fifty cents higher, uh, encouraging. So, until they really start fulfilling and start buying, and there is actual purchases happening, that's when you'd see the big rally. But if you can predict that, I guess give me a call.
0: South American pressure is that going to continue to ramp up?
1: <clears throat> yeah, it seems like so. Just reading about it and looking at everything weather-wise, there. I mean, yeah, there is their dry spots, but every year there is. You look at the last week or so, we really haven't talked much about South American weather. And you move into the next two weeks where we have our USDA report and we have the January 15th signing of the trade deal, which I guess China has not confirmed, um, but the president has. So we'll see what happens there. But we probably have a good solid two weeks here before the markets really roll over and start thinking about South America again. There's enough stuff happening here in the U.S. I think the markets will kind of run with this and and at least be supportive on breaks. Um, That being said, I think we get past the 15th and purchases – Coming through or not, South America's crops are going to start coming off here in the next two months. So at that point, just free market trade is going to look probably closer to South America then. But the dollar has been working lower. That's kind of a bullish story in 2020. If we get the dollar lower, could futures continually rally? I mean, that's that's the sweet spot where we're at right now.
0: Looking at this, we switch over to the livestock side. Cattle market did not start out very well in 2020.
1: No, it uh, got to a rough start. It has been on a heck of a run. I do think you look at cattle, and there's some talk that – it seems like everybody thinks we're gonna get to that 130, 134 on say uh, April fats at some point. Um, took a pretty good t- kick to the teeth today, down 65 cents. I guess my general thought there is it, it maybe feels like today, our, technically speaking, look at the chart, we have more downside than upside. So maybe we hold some of these moving averages on the way down and then rally off those. But it does seem like uh, you know, that's kind of what the age old thought is: if corn and corn and wheat are up, cattle got to be down, and vice versa. So. Who knows, but I do think there's probably more weakness to come here in the cattle market before there's strength, and that's the overall probably shining issue here.
0: Lack of uh, seasonal temperatures. Concerned about weights?
1: You know, I don't think... This winter, barring anything crazy happening, is already off to a way better start than last winter. And so hopefully those cost of gains can, can come down. Now, do we need two inches of rain or an inch and a half like we had here in Lincoln last week? No, we don't need that, but... By and large, the snow didn't help anyone, but you're going to have those storms. However, I do think just having things where they're at and being 40 degrees instead of 15 isn't the worst thing in the world. What's the best way to get hold of you? Yeah, you can call us at 402 858 7501. And we do have uh, winter meetings coming up next week in York and Omaha. So give us a call if you want to attend one of those. All right. Thanks so much, PJ Conrad, joining us. Just a reminder:
0: commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss and are not suitable for all investors. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell, being brought to you by FontNell and all the local dealers right here on the Rural Radio Network.
1: Rural Radio Network.